good evening, and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne. I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is Deanna. Hi, everyone. It's October 11th. We are getting together virtually still um, for the podcast. First order of business is a happy, 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 happy belated birthday to our Deanna. Um, she had a birthday this past um, Wednesday. Um, I'm sure you guys all saw the post about it, but we wanted to get together and have a little birthday celebration and podcast and celebration of you, Deanna. So happy, happy birthday to you. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. And thank and you to everyone. Happy birthday. Happy birthday out there in the in the grand universe. <laughs> I appreciate yes. it. I really do. Yes. Thank you for all of the birthday wishes for me. Um, those were very lovely to see, and we appreciate that. And we appreciate you following the page. Wow, big, 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 big announcement this past week. The big uh, talk in Duran World was the Touch the Sunrise posting. And first of all, I would like to say that I did not see that coming. Um, when I saw the Watches page for Touch the Sunrise, I thought that it was going to be referencing something to do with the astronauts, since we are um, actually talking on the sweet 16th um, anniversary of astronaut being released, I believe, in the UK, and then it was released in the US on October 12th. So I thought for sure it had something to do with that. So the next morning when I woke up, and saw that I was uh, was uh, kind of taken aback by that. What do you guys think about the announcement? It has caused quite the, t- the Twitter and the chatter. Oh gosh, <laughs> people are very opinionated about the situation. You know, personally, we we can't go from the U.S. The U.S. can't travel to Spain, so I feel like right now, to me, even if I had wanted to go, we can't. So. Um, you know, it is poss- probably next spring, possibly next October, but I did go on to the U.S. website to see about, like, travel restrictions, and it says very clearly United States citizens are not approved to travel to Spain except for specific circumstances. So I feel like it really is kind of a non-issue because of that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm waiting. I, I- I've talked to other people, and I'm right down the middle. I'm 50-50. I, I want to go, and if we're cleared to go, then I will likely. I don't think that's going to happen. First of all, I don't think this show is actually going to happen. So they're very, they're being very, I don't know, what's that word, uh, optimistic maybe in thinking that it could actually happen. And I, I just don't think that by late April that things are going to be safe for people to congregate in that type of situation. 4,000 people or not, that's still a whole lot of people, uh, especially people flying from all over the world to do this event. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's in March? <laughs> because I was reading the date backwards, and I was pissed because it was like, that's right at my birthday. It's going to be a big birthday, and oh, my gosh, this would be so great, and it's going to be awful because I can't go. The Europeans put the date before they. I, know, I, that. I just didn't think of it when I read it, but um, then I realized it was late April, and I was like, "Oh, shoot! Semester's ending. I can do finals early. That would be great. It's okay timing." And then, of course, I read, "If we have to cancel this one, the next um, reschedule would be in October." I'm like, oh, great! Right in the middle of the fall semester, it would be very hard for me to get away for however long I would 
want to get away. I also realized that they're trying to plan around what would be it be the tourist destination time, like when everybody from Europe wants to go on vacation. So they can't put us there in the middle of summer. It's got to be before or after. Yeah. I still don't think it's going to happen. And I, I, I got that kind of, you got to do it now because the pre-sale is happening and I'm part of the fan club and I need to do this. And that's kind of bugging the crap out of me because I see people are, are rent or getting their space, you know, and I don't know. I'm really struggling with it right now. Really struggling with it. Yeah, I am too. I, I, part of me was surprised and then part of me wasn't surprised that it was at an, an announcement of a show. I was thinking more maybe about music or like, even if it was just like a date of, okay, our new music is going to be released on this date and that's the announcement, right? That's what I thought. And that would have been, that would have, that would have been enough and that would have been great. So yeah, I, I, I feel like as well that it just, I don't think it's going to happen either. And it's, it just, it seems, you know, for a destination like that, and I don't know if it's like all, all of the, all of that and then the possibility of it having to cancel scheduled or whatever is like a lot. A nightmare for people. Logistical, yeah, logistical yeah. nightmare. I don't know. a lot of things, you know, so. It feels to me a little bit like Fire Festival. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, oh my God. Europeans 
are also kind of frustrated by it. So it, that just seemed a little strange, uh, that location choice to me. I, I think a lot of locations, uh, you know, and including our friends down, down under in Australia, they're, we're, you know, we're, they're still in, in, in lockdown situation. So they can't, you know, I have some friends in Australia and they can't even, you know, get into the next state. Yeah. So I think that's the main concern of a lot of people. Um, not only, you know, monetarily, um, you know, putting up a, a nice chunk of money um, that, you know, for some people, you know, may need right now. And so we can't afford to, you know, reserve that kind of money to just sit there. Um, but then again, you know, to your point, not only do Americans um, have that issue, but, you know, other people in other places in the parts of the world are in the same situation mm-hmm. as some of us yeah. Americans are, where we can't, we have extreme travel, you know, considerations yeah. to, to think about. So, With um, fire cases going up exponentially again in the yes. UK and in the US and yes. Italy, I mean, everywhere. Well, um, one, one thing to mention, y'all know that I love the 80s cruise. And I've already signed up to go, and they have officially moved it out to March of 2022. Oh, so wow. They're not, they're not even, it's not even on the yeah, that's probably next year, so they push it out a year and a half, or actually two years. But I'm okay with that, because I really feel like by 2022 that I think yeah. we'll yeah. have figured this out, um, and we, we wouldn't, the drama won't be there as much. Right, and except for the economy. Yeah, but I'm feeling like a lot of... Of the shows, I'm hearing people say 2022 is as early as they think things can happen. So I think so too. Just, I mean, a lot of festivals, especially here in the U.S., Coachella um, has already been pushed back until April of next year. A lot of shows that were in the spring of um, 2021 have been pushed back to the fall of 2021 as a precaution. I would agree. Duran Duran is still a business and a brand. And I think that they would probably approach, you know, Ibiza, you know, their tourism um, team approached Duran Duran management. And, you know, thought, I mean, because when you think of Ibiza, I mean, that is, when you think of Duran, that, that makes sense in that, in that regard. I mean, Rio Beach, lifestyle, you know, a party, that makes sense on that perspective. Um, but I think that um, that was probably, Duran Duran management was probably approached for, for that. You know, you know what my first thought was when I heard it? <laughs> so. Well, of course, yes, absolutely. But as we know, you know, the team at Feedback, Lori Majewski and Nick Carter on Sirius Volume um, Channel uh, 106 actually spoke to Andy this week. And um, luckily, I, w- I was driving to work. Who was that? On Wednesday, Suzanne? Yeah. Thursday? I was driving to work listening to Nick and Lori's show in the morning and happened to be in my car driving. And I heard Lori mention Andy Taylor. And I immediately got on the phone uh, with Suzanne as, as I was driving to work, uh, hands free, of course. And uh, called Suzanne, and I, I was like, oh, Lori just mentioned Andy Taylor, and I'm hoping that's going to be our Andy Taylor, so uh, please look into that. <laughs> so, and sure enough, it was. So, yeah. You got a chance to actually listen to the interview, Suzanne. What were your thoughts? Yeah, so, you know, it was our Andy, and they said that he, our they, Andy, they, <laughs> um, they, they reached out to him because he was one of the first um, tweets they saw on Tuesday about from about Eddie Van Halen's passing, and Andy did put a nice tweet and but you know in memoriam to Eddie, and that really touched I guess touched Lori. And Lori mentioned she had never met Andy before, which that was pretty crazy. 
So she was super excited to talk to him. So they got on the phone, and you know, I was listening over the app, but they were on Zoom, and I think you can go back to her page and kind of see the Zoom. He was in his studio, and you know, they got on the phone and they talked a lot about Eddie. And you know, Andy talked about you know he played at all of those military bases in Europe before he joined Duran Duran, and that's when he started learning a lot of the American rock music. Mm-hmm. And so he definitely had always admired Eddie. You know, they talked about some technical stuff and all of that and went back and forth. It was kind of interesting, you know, in that part of the conversation is that, um, you know, Andy was like, you know, our U.S. promoters thought we could be good in the U.S. because we were a rock band with a synthesizer. I think I think Andy says it one way. I guess Andy says we were a rock band with a synthesizer, but then he said Nick says we're a synthesizer band with a rock band. <laughs> that totally makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but when you think about the new wave bands, they did have Andy's rock guitar on it, which really was a little different than many of their peers. So they, they talked about that quite a bit. And um, if anybody has the Sirius app, go ahead and look it up. Um, you should be able to go back and, and hear it on demand. But they were they had a really great conversation. And of course, towards the end of the interview, Lori, you know, who is our advocate was like, um, as a Duran Duran fan, I know you live in Ibiza and something just got announced yesterday happening in Ibiza with your former bandmates. Are, are you going to happen to swing by? And at that point, Andy was like, well, they had been talking about his involvement with, with Reef, with the band Reef. And he's like, well, Reef has a show five days after that weekend. So he's like, I'm going to be someplace with Reef, is what he initially said. But then, after a, a little bit more prodding, Lori was finally got to say, he's like, well, I've not been contacted at all. So Andy, and I feel like Andy is very truthful, and he just kind of says it as it is. So I don't think he was being cagey or whatever. I just don't think they've contacted him. So in that sense, all the old school Duranis that have fingers crossed thinking if it's in a beat that Andy's going to jump on the stage. It <laughs> doesn't mean it won't happen. It's, that still does not mean it will not happen. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> it does not mean it would not happen, but it's the 40th year anniversary. Exactly. But year he had not been asked, and he might not even be in a beef at the time because he was also saying he was about to fly to UK and he has to do the 14 day quarantine to switch countries within the you know within the European area. So he's going to have to do a quarantine to even catch up with the other members of his new band. He's super excited about Reef, and he also has some solo stuff coming out. So they were like, Andy, we got to get you back to talk about Reef and talk about your solo stuff. And he's totally wanted to get back and talk to them. Um, you know, another interesting thing is he talks about Power Station. Our Capitol Records didn't want to put out Power Station at first. And I don't know if y'all heard that story. But, you know, he was like, they didn't want to put out um, a mixed race band. And that was kind of tied. To, and he's like, they didn't even want to put out, you know, Niall's version of the Reflex, which went number one because it's out of two black. We've all talked about that. Mm-hmm. But with Capitol Records, they didn't want to do it. So he and John, they had an out clause, is what he said. They went and they got like some fancy hotel suite, got a big boom box. They'd already finished the album, invited every executive in New York to come listen to the album. 
And then the next day, he said, finally, it was on the Capitol Records schedule. So it was it was interesting to hear him tell that story. And he really thought that's the straw that broke the camel's back, Duran kind of breaking up at that point, is that they were just so disenchanted with Capitol and all of this stuff was happening. And I think Andy was over it. And that was kind of his story behind that. So that's kind of my nuggets and my takeaways. It was a good chat. And always fun to hear from Andy and we don't hear from him all that much so you know that's what I know yay I got that I mean that's fantastic I yeah. didn't know about the power station too oh I my didn't god either. yeah it's ridiculous well because well because, because, of, that? Well, because yeah. of, obviously Tony was in it and Bernard produced it and Amy you know it had this stupid I mean don't get it wrong nothing about it makes any sense but that that's what Andy said is kind of how it went down so. Oh, no, I definitely didn't think that you were thinking that was stupid. I just like, oh, my God, can you imagine Trendy Thompson not seeing the oh. I mean, my God, he's so incredible. I, that's just, oh, oh here yeah. we are again yeah. with that right. topic yeah. and that nonsense going on. And just to think that people did not want that masterpiece of an album. Magic. Capital didn't want to have anything to do with that because of the color yeah. of someone's skin. Magic. And an incredible... Collaboration. Yeah. Good lord. Don't get me yeah. started. Don't <laughs> get me started. Andy, Andy right now is a no for a visa. And I don't, I'm still not going with a no. I don't think it's a solid no. It's well, I haven't been contacted yet. As of this I moment. think yes. <laughs> I, yeah. I have a car. You guys have got to let me have my hope. <laughs> Oh no, I agree with you, Jody. I think that um, I think that you know he, him saying that Reese is scheduled to leave five days after the show. Yeah. Obviously, he's opening a nice period yeah. of time for him to be available <laughs> to join them on the original, on the early Duran material on stage. Absolutely. But unless he has to do a two-week quarantine, that's why I threw that quarantine in there. Because if there's still weird quarantines, I mean, I, I don't want to be devil's advocate. I hope Andy shows up and gives those people a thrill. I'm not well, saying I want him to be there, but. I'm wondering, though, if they're touring, though, will he have to quarantine if he's already in Spain? Maybe if he has specific right now. Touring, I think the tour was in the UK. That's okay. Now. Okay. I wish okay. he some recording in the UK. I don't know. But he had stuff going on that he was super excited about. Mm-hmm. He's super excited about Reef right now, and I'm not sure how super excited he is about prior band, let's put it that way. Okay, well, I was on his um, Instagram page, and I just wanted to, to read what he wrote about Eddie Van Halen. No, no, no. Eddie, man, rest well. You should have generation, generations of guitar playing, and nobody ever, ever did it better. Just devastated. Which, when I read that, he was the one who I learned that Eddie had died from reading this, and I was I was like, oh my gosh, that is crazy. <laughs> That is just crazy. Yeah, that was a massive loss. One nugget I did learn about, I mean, y'all know, and hopefully most of our listeners know that he played the guitar solo on Beat It, you know, mm-hmm. Jackson. But I yeah. learned on Wednesday that he played for free. He did it as a favor for Quincy Jones. Yeah. yeah. That is pretty cool. Like, I didn't know that piece of the story. So, well, um, what was that? Somebody just, somebody just, I just heard that story too. Who told that story? I don't know. 
I've heard it in the past. Someone talking about Eddie Van Halen. Oh my gosh, that's going to drive me nuts, so I figure out who it is. I have been a fan of Van Halen since I was a wee, wee little child. So, I mean, it's just that always, they've always been here with me. No. I think I, I saw them with, but it was with Sammy Hagar. Oh, so wow. You, yeah. you saw yeah. Hagar. Hagar. <laughs> well, I, I saw Sammy Cross in January. And right. So. <laughs> he was turned 66 yesterday. He is still the showman. I will give him that. Vocally, he needs a lot more work. Yeah, so. <laughs> and he was, I mean, I don't think he was ever like a vocalist, vocalist. He was more just a front man dancing around and keeping the energy up. So I, I don't think he would ever say that I'm like, I, you know, love my voice and I have such a beautiful voice. But a couple of times it was real pitchy. And before the Rona, y'all know we've been seeing all these shows. And generally, I've been pleasantly surprised to hear these people that I've known about for years and years. He's one that I was a little disappointed in, but oh wow, yeah. Anyways, well, anyone thought will always be my mine too. I love this. Not to mention that I can see. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got no nobody. 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 Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> I can see the video right now. <laughs> <laughs> videos um you know i have that tape that i've shown you yeah. and it's the california girls that goes straight into just a gigolo Just let it run. 
That's part of my um, anxiety in all of this, too, is that there are a million choices and nothing is very clear about VIP and there's some sort of gold circle, something or another, which is apparently is different from VIP. And there's three tiers of hotels. And it's very convenient. Oh, really. There's so many types of rooms that you can and rent and there's so many different prices for each tier. I, it's well, just, I, I noticed a lot. on their stories they had like the different rooms theme rooms or whatever and mm -hmm. the other day and I saw I was scrolling through that and I was like what what is this I hadn't, I hadn't connected the dots and then I finally did and I said oh okay I get it now it's like oh, wow okay so are these like different packages or um yeah it's unclear it's, like, it's, it's really unclear and they need to clarify the difference in VIP and gold circle and what you're paying for are you only VIP and gold circle if you're paying the thousand pounds for the most fancy hotel? It's it was not really clear. Like VIP was available even in the budget one. And then if you start reading the comments about people, no one understands what's happening. And there's apparently someone named Ashley that Paula that's trying to answer their questions. But I don't think people are getting straight answers from this Ashley person either. So this, I've, I've read the people that have actually booked and kind of what they're going through, and they still can't figure it out. So great. It, I'm telling you, Fire Festival grand version. I mean, it's just, <laughs> that's embarrassing. I, I'm not kind of that that's, that's not that's not a good comparison. To that's have. not good. And and please stop with the less than twenty four hours notice of ourselves right. or right. and don't give it to us in such chunks. I mean, just give us the whole lot and then let us like sit with it for a day or two and then let us do what we need to do. I Just 
have some respect for your fans as far as, um, you know, getting all the information and being very transparent and being very clear as to what is going on and what needs to happen in a respectful amount of time. But I guess to give, to give fans the opportunity to be able to get all the information that they need to be able to make a choice for themselves. But my question is more the emotion. Because I feel like within the Durant community, there are people that are legitimately angry about this. There are people that are ecstatically super excited about Like, there is a lot of emotion that I'm sensing from the community. Other band communities have that level of emotion. Or is it because we were emotionally attached to this band when we were very young that we feel like ownership to them? Like, I just, that was my question. And I wonder if people are as attached as we are to other bands. I think the emotion. I think, I think yes. Okay. And the, and the emotion for us comes in the, the kind of, um, I hate to say this, but the Trump way of selling something. You put it out there and dangle some little thing, and then you give them little bits of information until it's time to make a decision. Now, I, I will say I appreciate that there are so many options because it would suck if there was one great hotel and one bad hotel. But I don't like that there are 15 different options in all one situation that we have to try to decide within 24 hours. It wasn't even 24 hours in resale. That was the problem. Right. Right. We're not given a. Wasn't even 24 hours notice on the resale. I saw something the day before. I I have seen lots of people saying I just got this email and the presale's already started, but. I, I saw it on Facebook and Instagram before I got any kind of email, so I'm not sure about that. It's just that, yes, other bands do have fans that are emotional. I will also tag on that. This is just a time when everybody just wants something to look forward to, and this is a case where some of us can't look forward to doing this, and it sucks that it's happening right now, and we're being forced to make decisions right now for something that we don't even know is going to happen in April. Very likely it's not happening. I agree with that. Two two things. So one, exactly what you were saying, Jody, with like being having to make a decision right now. And to your also with your question that uh, about or Suzanne about um, you know just this level of emotion. I, I there there is that with other bands for sure. I do think also though you can't deny the fact that given everything that is going on right now in the world emotions are very high right so so you will have people who are going to either kind of really upset almost on the verge of like kind of angry about something versus like the spectrum of emotions however right now it's going to be even more amplified right because there's just this pressure cooker of things that are happening yeah the other the other thing too is with with regard to just the way things are set up and all of that and and what we're asking with management and all of that the other ask is just keep it simple. Just keep it simple, right? I mean, you don't you don't need to overcomplicate it with all these levels and rooms and, and, and all this, you know, all these sorts of things because it just winds up causing mass confusion. So just keep it simple, right? And, and yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I would definitely agree with them that, you know, other bands that have this, you know, really uh, dedicated and, um, uh, you know, uh, rabbit is a bad word. It's not a good word, but um, you know, to that effect, where they're just very passionate, passionate about their band, yeah. you know, and and a group of fans that have, you know that that have that for a band. Yeah, I think I think there would be this would be happening with other bands as well. But yeah, emotions are pretty amplified, also. Yeah, because what's happening. 
Well, any any closing thoughts on Ibiza? I wish them well. I mean, I hope it works out, and I hope the people that get to go, especially the Europeans, get to see us. No ill will there. Yeah. I really hope that we get to see some official dates for us sooner than later, even if they get pushed out. That would be really nice. Any any other closing thoughts for my question for the four of us is if it's safe and if we're able to go, are we all going? Or is this not even on the on the table for example? I don't know for me. I, I just I, mean, I have I have a family yeah. and all that stuff and I have a lot right. I have to just figure out schedules and that right. kind of thing. I mean I know you guys have a lot more flexibility but I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. I can make a sandwich trip out of it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I would say it's a, it's a maybe. I just think right now that's a huge um, amount of money to put on hold for something that, um, like we said in the beginning, I don't think is, is happening for Americans right now. Right. And in the back of my mind, I've always gone back to listening to JT say that we had, that they had U.S. venues on hold in America for next year. And so me thinking that's 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 my backup plan if I couldn't go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I just every freaking one of them if that's the case. If I can't go to everyone. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Next year off. Uh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you know, and again, like Suzanne just said, you know, we wish everyone well, and we hope that anybody who has has already reserved their time and, and starting to look at flights and hotel and everything. We hope that everybody gets to go to shows. I mean, we, as you know, we've mentioned this again before, that we are concert goers, and um, you know that's that's been a hard that's been a hard part. Not to, I mean, obviously being able to put food on the table and having a job and everything is first and foremost, and having a roof over your head. Um, but you know, secondly, our our happy place is, is at a live show. We hope that that everybody who can go. And is, is planning to go, will get to go and have an amazing time and a safe environment to be in, you know, most importantly. Bravo. Yeah. And Jody, just to answer your question, I can't commit to anything today or probably even in the next month. Now, mm-hmm. if something opens up next spring and people are traveling and things are opening up, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to say no, never. But it, I can't get caught up in, in the pre-sale right, yeah. right now. Yeah. My other tiny bit of reservation is there's no talk of the new music and how that would play into this. And if I flew all the way over there for $1,200 from the U.S. and on two days of flights and it was a paper gods tour, bless their heart, I've seen it 20 times, I don't know if I can handle that. I mean, I loved it. I loved it, but at the same time, I have now seen it numerous times, and I'm so hungry for something new that if I got there and really saw the same exact set, I probably would have a breakdown, and I just don't know if I can handle it. That's a great point. Even if it wasn't new music, just mixing it up, right? Yeah. Just like, yeah. So, I agree. I agree. There is supposed to be a, a whole bunch of surprises. So I imagine Rio in full or, you know, yeah, no, album or something. But I would not want to see yeah. this. There are the songs I want to hear. Yeah. The exact same staging, the exact same everything. I, I just don't think I could can I, I think emotionally that would be just too much for me. If they had said, we're rolling out the new album in Ibiza, that would be a whole other story. I might be like trying to become a dual citizen to Spain right now. But they did not say we were rolling out the new album. And right. we know that they may not know what they're going to do yet anyway. So. Right. right. So let me, let me just extend this slightly and say, if this were to happen in London, as it should have in July, would I think I would feel better about it? I would. I would feel better. 
It, it, it would just be easier. It would Ibiza, be, Ibiza is a hard place to get to. Yeah. It just in terms of logistics. Yeah. yeah. And even buying a ticket to London and then it has to get pushed out. I'm not going to be sad if for some reason a, a London concert got canceled and I had to go to London in a year to do something else. Right. That wouldn't yeah. bother me. But to yeah. try to get logistics to someplace I might not ever want to go and then it gets canceled. Well, and in July, I was going to go to London, I was going to go to Birmingham, I was going to have fun and see all the sites that I've been wanting to see since I was 11 years old. Yeah. Visa is not that. So no. this isn't my pilgrimage trip that I've been wanting to take on. Like, this is an additional trip, an additional expense. It's a big, huge deal. There yeah. are seven freaking hotel options I just counted. Yeah. And each hotel option has five different levels of rooms that you can rent. So, yeah, I would so much rather this be in London. Yeah. 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 Yep. So. Okay, well, fingers crossed we get more dates soon. The other shows, y'all. <laughs> fingers crossed. Agreed. Thank you for tuning in to the Cherry Ice Cream Smile podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a little while. Please subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcast player. And make sure to follow us on Instagram, too. See you again real soon.